Good evening, friends. I'm your host, Balvik Moseki. This is Thinking Out Loud podcast. Thinking Out Loud, shaping your destiny. We are continuing with our series on dealing with addiction. And in our last episode, we're looking at social media disorder part two with Brother Bohose Puti, who's a life coach. And uh, in this episode, we have him again, and he's going to be talking to us about the power of games basically it is related to what he spoke about last time but now he has shifted from social media being um, you know your whatsapp your facebook your twitter snapchat all this and now he's looking at digital games uh, video games and so forth and so on uh, he's looking at that and discussing um, the evolution of gaming as we know games that uh, they are there embedded in our culture and now he's focusing on that and its effects on us as human beings and our social interactions with each other and many other aspects that make up the human being tune in hello everyone i just want to take this time to welcome you once again to another sentiment and um, it is my hope that um, someone has been learning something from our two presentations that we have done so far. Um, we've been digging into social media disorder, where we have discovered that we have created um, machines that um, we thought we would control, but the machines now are controlling us. Where we have discovered that these wonderful machines, we created platforms that we thought we would connect us and connect us to the world but um, in reality is they have disconnected us but in the same conversation of media disorder we are going to look at another disorder where we see parents handing over responsibilities to the machines to take care of their kids where we see now parenting taking a new model that machines in the name of phones, in the name of TVs are now taking care of the children. If you go to the malls, if you go to the churches, if you go to any place where we thought there will be human interaction, we see children being disconnected um, from their environment, being glued to their um, screens because there is something that they are playing in those um, screens. Now we are going to discover um, parents, we are going to discover young people that um, these games that we play they have a power. They have a power if you hand over yourself to them they will ruin and destroy your life. If you are a parent they will ruin and destroy your child. That's why we have started to witness an eruption of some behaviors in some kids, violent and irritable um, behavior in our children. We are going to discover what these games are doing to your child. Alright, or what these games are doing to you as an individual because it's not the children who are only playing games. As a result, the title of our, or the topic of our presentation is the power of games the power of games now there are quite a number of things that we're going to be looking 
at here the objective of today is to understand video games is to understand the addiction of video games is to understand the cause of game addiction the warning size and the effects of video game addiction and how we can survive this thing all right now let me just remind ourselves that we have what we call traditional games and we have what we call modern games now traditional games some of them were football where the children will be playing on the streets um, football um, with their friends um, where you know people were playing with marbles where people were playing um, hopscotch where people were playing hide and seek these are traditional games that we are used to but one thing about traditional games is they differ from country to country there are some games that we play this side which you can't find in america which you can't find in australia and we have names that we have given those um, games and i don't wanna um, talk about them uh, because there are many um, I have a short time here um, but I'm just mentioning the ones that I know they are common across the world we have kites these are some of the things that we used to play with now having said that those were just example of the traditional games and if you can look at traditional games they were more of outdoor games than indoor games now it happened that we started now to get into this dark chapter uh, we have began to unfold this chapter where um, it really emerged more with the generation alpha where we saw now children playing more indoor than outdoor they were playing with um, your packs and um, we started to see this PC culture emerging, this screen culture emerging and um, we started to see young people being more in front of screens than they are outside. Now if we were to talk about the traditional and the modern together, it is widely accepted that playing traditional games um, contributed to improving young people's social skills. I mean, traditional children games involved human interaction in real world instead of human-machine interaction in virtual world, thus providing opportunities for children to learn ways of effective communication with both languages as gestures, as well as gestures. Now, in addition, um, what we can say is traditional games are, are usually played in groups. It allows chances for children to experience um, different talents, different skills, different backgrounds from all other players. So these experiences help children understand the need to respect others and learn how to cooperate with kinds of people. So what are we saying here? We have facts about these traditional games. They allowed a proper development of a child. They allowed proper child development mentally, physically and spiritually. They connected us. They strengthened our social life um, back in the days. We knew each other, you know. We knew each other. We knew each other's strength. We knew each other's interest. Of, excuse me. And all of these things, we knew each other um, more than today. They allowed us to experience some, you know, physical, they allowed us to be physically active. Um, that's the good part about these games. And more than that, they were outdoor. They were outdoor. So, what are we saying here? Um, 
Away from these serious concerns, um, a high proportion of traditional games consist of physical activities, which um, play a significant role in developing child, um, children's sport skills. We often see that children are sitting in front and staring the screen when they are playing modern games. In contrast, the majority of traditional games encourage an active lifestyle. To make to take the traditional children's game, um, bing bang game, as an example, one group of children need to run all the time to avoid to be hit by the bing bag, uh, by the bin bag. While the opposite group of children should constantly pick up and toss the bin bag to each other to hit their target. So, so, so you see that the kids were physically active when it came to the traditional games than the modern games. Now let's try to understand video games. Now video games is a clearly um, popular form of entertainment with video gamers collectively spending 3 billion hours per week in front of their screens. That's how uh, you know people are really really consuming video games. 3 billion hours per week in front of their games. In other words, when you were playing a game this past week, you were contributing to the 3 billion um, hours that is spent um, per week um, on screens. Now, the first game, if we can just take a bit of a background of where did we get the games, the first man who created the um, um, games was a uh, uh, William um, Higginbotham. Um, is the man who created the first game October 1958 and I remember you know as for myself the first time I interacted with um, a game on a screen it was um, the games that were in the button game I mean the button phones um, the snake games those are the first games I had an interaction with a game that was in a screen. So that's where we get, we got the games. The first game that was created, it was in 1958. And all of a sudden we started to see games um, gaining more momentum, gaining more momentum. We started to see um, 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 TV games. We started to see... Um, we started to see PlayStation coming in, we started to see online games coming in. So the PC culture really gained momentum as the time um, um, as the time was moving forward. Now, I want us to look at these modern games. What are we saying when we say, what are we talking about when we say modern games? And why are, those, why are they interesting than the games that we call traditional games. Why are the modern games so interesting than the traditional games? Um, now, we have different types of modern games. We have what we call action games. Um, we have what we call action games. Now, when we talk about action games, action games, um, it is where the player is in control and at the center of the action, which is mainly compri um, comprised of physical challenges players must overcome. Now, within this action games, we have other games that falls under action games. We have what we call platform um, games. Now, these ones, they get their name from the fact that the game's character interact with platform, like usually running, jumping, and falling. And one of the most common games um, that falls into this is Super Mario. 
that is the game that we know that falls um, under this um, platformer. Then we have um, under action games, we have what we call shooter games. Shooter games is where the player use weapons to engage in the action. Um, with goal usually um, being to take out enemies or opposing players. So normally you'll see a weapon in front of you and enemies in front of you. You won't see um, the, the, the person, you'll just see a machine gun in front of you. So those are the shooter games. Um, then we have the fighting game quickly. Then we have the fighting game. Example of fighting games um, is um, uh, Mortal Kombat and Street Fighters. These ones involve fighting. Then we have the beat'em up. <coughs> um, beat'em up. It's um, it's another type of a game that we see there. Um, it also involves um, a, a character. Um, fighting against different opponents um, you know yeah then we have what we call role-playing games um, role-playing games is where the character or the player plays his role while he has an army in front or behind them which is helping them to fight other um, um, other enemies then we have um, we have um, simulation games simulation games simulation games is one of the games that are gaining more momentum um, they're gaining more momentum in our world. Um, simulation games um, have one thing in common. They are all designed to uh, emulate real or um, fictional reality um, to simulate a real situation or event. Um, so these games, we have bars games, we have the games that are falling under simulation, we have bars games, track games, um, where you have sort of like the brain real, uh, they, they, they pull you closer to reality. Um, they pull you closer to reality. That's why they are gaining even more um, 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 momentum. Then we have games like strategy games, um, sports games like FIFA World, um, FIFA World Cup. Um, we have puzzle games. We have idle games. <laughs> Imagine even the word idle. We have idle games. So these are different types of games. I can't des describe all of them because I have a very short time. Idle games. So why do people play these games? Hmm? Why do people play these games that are full of violence, that are full, that are taking so much time from them? Um, they're spending hours and hours in front of so why do people play games people are playing games for entertainment people are playing games for entertainment people are playing games for competence and mastery people are playing games for exploration and freedom you know people they they play game for a safe place to fail um, that is the best place and the only place that they can fail but they are safe from criticism play people play games for competition um, people play games for competition. Um, there are some people who are taking this as a professional, uh, at a professional level. They play and compete and win um, thousands of monies and millions of monies for playing this thing. Now then we have people who are playing games for income and a career. We have people who are playing games for building relationships. So these are the reasons why people are playing games. Now, I will end with understanding um, game disorder. 
because we can see that there are so many justifications that are there that no games they have um, benefits you know games they help you to solve problems or they help you to be a so a problem solver they they will tell you that games they have a better social they have they, they may have a better social skills because they bring a group of kids playing together so in doing so they promote social skills um, they'll tell you that they inspire you to be more persistent um, those are some of the benefits that they will tell you that games have but more than we see these benefits we see more of the negative side of the games so we are going to understand the game addiction hmm? we're going to understand the game addiction which is going to be the closing phase of today then we're gonna continue on the next section um, now video game um, addiction is a real mental health condition condition affecting millions of people around the world um, it was in 2019 when who um, when World Health Organization um, voted that game addiction um, that voted game addiction as a mental disorder it was in 2019 when who voted that um, game addiction is a mental disorder now this is what they say in their ICD um, 11 which is the international classification of diseases they describe um you know they describe it as um, a pattern of persistent or recurrent gaming behavior which may be online or offline manifested by impaired control over gaming increasing priority given to gaming to the extent that gaming takes precedence over other life interest and daily activities and continuation or escalating of gaming despite the occurrence of negative consequences and this they label to be gaming disorder so this is something that is being recognized or acknowledged um, by who that it is a disorder if you just spend um, more time and if we see games dominating your life there is something wrong about you there is something that you have to be cautious about there is something that you have to look carefully about how you interact with games now although billions of people play games or play video games the majority of them do not have an addiction to games that one we have to acknowledge and the world health organization estimates that the number of people with addiction is ranges from three to four percent so the difference between a healthy fun game hobby and addiction is the negative impact the activity is having in your life that is the difference and um, now the typical um, a game addict will have a level of severity resulting in significant impairment in personal family social educational occupational or other important areas of functioning and the pattern of game behavior is normally evident for over a period of at least 12 months that is a period of a year there's a dozen year in order for a diagnosis to be assigned although the required duration may be um, shortened if um, the diagnostic requirements are met or symptoms are severe all right now it's clear that the game addiction it affects your family it affects your personal life it affects your, um, your social life your education and other important imperative areas of your life 
right? Other important areas of your life. So, because of the time that I've been given, I'm going to end here. Then, on the next presentation, we are going to look at the causes of game addiction. We're going to dig more into the causes of, um, of game addiction, and we're going to look at this thing called instant gratification. Why do kids glued to games, and what is that they are really, really looking for? And we are going to look at what the games are doing in our brain. So far, when we we're talking about social media, we spoke about dopamine. So we are going to look at what the games are doing in our minds. Something that is of an interest to see. Then we're going to look at... Um, um, we're going to look at... Um, um, the warning signs that we have to be aware of. Then, of course, we're going to conclude... Um, we're going to conclude with how we can survive this catastrophe otherwise thank you for your time and may god continue blessing you and keeping you safe in these difficult times thank you